Welcome to the Pod Circle Podcast, where we bring practical tips and insights for every podcaster. From aspiring podcasters to experts with hundreds of episodes under your belt and everywhere in between, these conversations dive into the topics that matter most to you. All right. Today's episode is my sweet spot, copy. Mm -hmm. I love some good copy. I think it can make the difference between someone pushing play and subscribe and someone just passing by your podcast. So let's talk all about copy. It can feel a little intimidating. I know it did for me when I first started a podcast to look at all the things I had to create around copy. Even just starting, it's like I have to talk about what the podcast is and I have to give a description and then I have to talk about the episode and it can feel overwhelming. Totally. We're going to break it down with a few tips. Yeah. And we just recorded an episode, our last one on common mistakes and misconceptions. And I think this, we could have easily added this to one of like, there's a lot of copy that goes into it. Your episode description, your intro, outro. So we're going to break it all down today. So I thought of about like six different copy needs you might have when you're launching a podcast. And the first one is just a show description. And it is going to be absolutely everywhere. Um, And a show description is just what it sounds like. It's a summary of your show. We wrote an entire blog post about it. So if you head to podcircle.com, you can find that blog post that will help you really break down how do I talk about that. We give you three steps and some examples and all of that. But a show description tells your audience what they can expect from your show. And it really does compel them to turn a listener into a subscriber. Yeah, I kind of think of it like a an email subject. How important is an email subject? Yeah. I think it oftentimes an email subject is the determining factor of whether someone opens your email or not. So if people are, they're interested in your podcast, maybe before consuming your first episode of 20, 30, 40 minutes or more, they're going to take a glance at that show description and say, hey, does this sound like something I'd be interested in? Yeah, and I think you can tell a lot about the tone of a show from a podcast show description. And so also, uh, according to a 2020 survey from the podcast host, listeners really do judge a book by its cover and do judge their podcast from their show descriptions. The two most significant things determining whether or not they listened was a show description and an episode description. Mm, so it's really interesting. Kyle, I'm going to put you in the hot seat here. Okay. All right. I'm going to read you. I've got three different show descriptions and I want you to guess what the show is. All right. There are three shows you should probably know. Okay. So specifically like what the show is. Yes. What the show is. I left the host out of them because that would be a dead giveaway. Okay. So the first one, this is how the news should sound. 20 minutes a day, five days a week, ready by 6 a.m. Uh, is it just the podcast called The News? No, it's the po- uh, it's the Daily with Marco Baboro. Oh. Did I do a like, good voice with him? That was really nice, yeah. Do you listen to The Daily? I don't. Is that the New York Times yeah. podcast that they do? Yeah, there's a couple of those kind of daily ones. I think NPR might, might have up one. First, up First is up a first. great podcast. Yeah. They do a great job from a production standpoint. I really It like keeps you interested. They tell you on the front end what you're going to hear, and then you're like, yeah. so you're— you know, these are the stories we're covering and you know what you're going to get and then you wait for your story. And so it's great. Yeah. Oh, the NPR does a great job. I love all their stuff. I mean, talk about good planning and pre-production. Obviously they have a, they're large news organization, so you would expect that from them, but it's inspiring. I love it. The second, a podcast that connects and unites people from all walks of life to learn about shared experiences through thoughtful dialogue and organic hilarity. A nice surprise, in each episode, one of the hosts reveals his mystery guest to the other two. 
What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation filled with laughter and newfound knowledge to feed the mind. Oh, that's smartless. I knew that right away. For sure. Yeah. That's such an interesting format that they've created. Yes. And I really do enjoy the podcast, mostly. <laughs> yeah, the dead giveaway for me was when they said that the, you know, the other host didn't even know who yeah. the guest was going to be. So, yeah, I don't know if they, if they kind of started that, but it's a really cool hook that they've created on that podcast. Yeah, it's a really fun format. Um, okay, last. Unseeable forces control human behavior and shape our ideas, beliefs, and assumptions. This word, Latin for invisible things, infuses narrative storytelling with science that will make you see your own life differently. I think it has to be invisibilia, right? It is. And literally today, I went over to the invisibilia feed and realized that they are discontinuing the show. I listened to the last episode. Did they say why? Just funding, a shortage of funding at NPR. Yeah. Oh, come on. I know. Come on, NPR. So I really, I know we're just saying your praises, but I really enjoy that podcast and and I kept it in here anyway because I think it's, again, an interesting format and it's kind of a nebulous idea that I think they did a good job of pulling it down and being like, what is this actually about? Oh, yeah. That, and those can be hard, like especially if you have a really niche or nuanced yeah. podcast topic. To your point, that's why that copy, that show description is so important because it's like, how do you, how do we kind of encapsulate this this big idea in just a few words? I mean, and as a musician and a songwriter too, I think about the same thing. Like, yeah. how do you say a lot with a little? Hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 a true gift. It's a talent. And I think it's important to remember, like one, I think you got the tone of three different shows on this. And then I also think they're speaking to their listener. Like the, this is how the new should sound is like quick. It's to the point. It's direct. And that's the type of listener you'll have. So sometimes we get bogged down and almost paralyzed in writing copy because we're trying to appeal to everyone mm-hmm. when we should just be appealing to our most target audience. Totally. This is how the news should sound. It's a very good, because it's almost, it's like, it's a little bit of like of a repudiation maybe on the 24-hour news cycle of just like, yes. you don't need to consume this much news. We're going to make it really small and bite-sized, and there you have everything you need for the day. So I like that. There you go. The second thing you need is episode descriptions. So I said that the two things that your listener is going to judge your podcast on is your show description and your episode description. And Kyle, I'd love to hear from your standpoint. Like, I think I've seen really in-depth episode descriptions where they go in it, you know, and give someone's a bio and there's a lot of copy and a lot of detail. And then that are just some brief, like what would be your suggestion from your standpoint of like, how robust should we make this? I think it's a good question. I don't have a strong opinion, honestly. I think it's something that can even can change over time. Like I've seen Mm -hmm. shows that just have like a brief episode description and then over time, they've filled it in more with more like timestamped show notes. Yeah. And then maybe they're, as the podcast progresses, they're offering more that they're trying mm-hmm. to advertise. So maybe they're trying to advertise a course or maybe they're trying yeah. to advertise a book. And so you see those show notes get a little bit longer because they're trying to get in more of those plugs. Yeah, Maybe they review products and they have an Amazon affiliate program that where they're <laughs> linking, you know, linking different things. So, yeah, I, I don't f- feel like I have really strong opinions there, but I do think a really important thing to consider is just the search engine optimization, that SEO, yeah. and making sure that you have those targeted keywords, that if people are trying to find content like yours, yeah. that they can because you've made it easy for them by writing really good copy. And that's 
you know, it's a big deal. That's, we talk about that a lot here at Pod Circle, and our show notes writers are very well versed in in SEO and pulling out those rich keywords there. Yeah, um, and it's something that if it feels intimidating, uh, we can help you with because yeah, absolutely. it's you know every episode you're like, now how do I talk about this again? How do I do this? There's so many pieces to it, and I think we sometimes interchange episode descriptions and show notes. That episode descriptions are a part of your show notes. Um, and they're going to quickly tell people what the episode is about. But then you can create show notes that are all the corresponding and complementary items from an episode. Mm-hmm. And so you might include summaries and timestamps, as you mentioned. You know, you can go to 404 and we talk about this. And at 75, we talk about this and all of that. Transcripts are a great way to boost up your SEO. And um, they're also a great accessibility play mm-hmm. if someone wants the content but can't listen to it or um, has some limitations where they can't consume your podcast in that way. They're really great. You can create a longer blog out of your show notes and create extra links and link out to other places. And then you can also, that's a great place to include your guest info or maybe a more fuller, robust bio on your person that you don't want to put in your individual episode description. Yeah. If you can't tell, we're huge fans of podcasting in terms of what they can do in terms of content creation. I mean, yes. A 15, 20-minute conversation or longer, obviously, there's so many different ways you can repurpose that content, show notes, transcriptions, blog posts, and we do all of that on a on a daily basis. One thing, this is uh, harkening back to something you said that's kind of granular, but about the timestamped show notes mm-hmm. is that in a few players like Spotify, they actually hyperlink those timestamps. So if you have a really, you know, a time-conscious Listener who's like, yeah. you know, I, I maybe we just want to fast forward to 23 minutes and four seconds where you're talking about something that I'm interested in. They can actually just click that timestamp in Spotify and it'll it'll take it right there, which I think is really great. But I know that Transistor, our preferred podcast host, if you go to the, the podcast landing page, they do that at, as well. And you can kind of jump around. I just think that's a, a nice little value add there. And is there any special formatting that you need to do to do that? Or how do you have to identify those spaces? When you're putting in the file, what does that look like? Yeah, I I think you just you just literally write write the timestamp. So if it's 24 minutes, it says 24 minutes. Is it colon or semicolon? I never know. I'm 36. I still don't know. I think it's a colon because a semicolon is like only the semi on the bottom, right? Okay. I could be wrong, everyone. And you probably are because we don't know. We still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know. I studied communications and I still don't know. <laughs> so right, just write time, and then yeah, you know, if 24. Colon, semicolon, whatever, four seconds. Two dots. And then, uh, yeah, just format it like you're reading it off the clock. And and then Spotify picks up on that and says, hey, that's a time. That's so, great. Yeah. I love it. All right. Now let's talk intros, Kyle, because I feel like my opinion on this has changed. So one, what is an intro? Let's So let's make a distinction. Are we talking about the podcast intro? Yep. Or are we talking about the actual intro to that episode or are we talking go. about both? I think, um, I don't know if anyone's standardized language around this yet. No. I, I know, I don't know that we have other than nope. we'll, we might say like a standard intro, mm-hmm. but uh, that could just be the intro like, hey, welcome to the Pod Circle podcast where we provide practical tips and insights for every podcaster. So that's kind of our big yep. overarching intro. But then we have another intro that follows that typically that introduces our specific episode. So what would you say about that? Well, I'm going to contradict myself because I host a podcast where we have a static standard intro. 
Mm-hmm. And then I send you an episode intro on a weekly basis to edit into that that's introducing our guest and the topic and some things we talk about. It's probably 30 seconds to a minute. I try to keep it short, but, you know, sometimes I talk a lot. <laughs> and I think I have kind of changed my tune on it, and I think you can give yourself permission to do that. I think we're going to do a revamp where we kind of intro the podcast at the top and say, welcome to the Living Center podcast where we blah, 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 because people skip over that. Yeah. And you're just at the start of your podcast creating a space for people to skip over and potentially miss the information you want them to actually listen to. So that's my opinion, but I think there's there's ways you can do that. You can say, hey, I want to record this so I don't ever have to think about it again. I've got my words perfectly. I've said it perfectly. And then we've just got a static intro that goes into it. And at the beginning of the episode, I'll just quickly introduce what we're talking about. That's totally fine too. Yeah, I I don't have super strong opinions on it. I'll tell you what the ones that I listen to, the ones that yeah. I don't skip through are the ones that people just record every yeah. time. Because it's quick too. It's quick and, you know, if something funny or interesting happens at the top of the episode, you don't want to miss that, you know? If you listen to Dak Shepard, armchair expert, he always introduces himself as, he's like, welcome, welcome, welcome to armchair mm-hmm. expert. I'm, and then he always gives himself a weird name. Mm-hmm. So that's a perfect. It's fun. Example. I want to be like, who are you going to be today? You know? Yeah. Like, what's the vibe today? Like, how are we feeling today? Exactly. All right. Similar to intros, you can have outros as well. So you could have a rotating or a static. And again, I also think what has been the standard in podcasts has also evolved and shifted. Where it used to be way more formulaic of like, here's the static intro, here's a static outro. It stays the same. We don't touch it. And I think now with a change in podcasts of how they're more organic and we're recording them remotely and there's less expectations for a high tier of production quality and all of that. I think people have also leaned into, let's do an outro on the back end where we talk about maybe, hey, in this episode, we mentioned this and go on instead of saying, here are the four CTAs that we're going to just rotate on blast. Yeah. And we were just actually talking about this. We're four episodes into this podcast. We're like, hey, we should Mm -hmm. maybe let people know And we'll just do it now that we have an incredible podcast starter kit, uh, a download, a free download at podcircle.com slash start that we want to let everyone know about. We also think that we're providing hopefully really good content in this podcast. And so if you know another podcaster or someone who's maybe podcast curious, Mm -hmm. thinking about starting a podcast to share the show. Podcast curious. You know, that's how this podcast will grow with your Mm -hmm. help. So putting you back in the driver's seat here, just letting people know how they can you know, get more episodes and grow the show and obviously ratings and reviews and things like that help and just make a clear ask. You know, I think, I think that's something that's easy for us to forget. It's like, oh, we're going to provide this really great content or this entertaining talk, but then kind of maybe sometimes forget on the back end to drive some traffic where we want them to go. Totally. I said this on another podcast that we recorded, but you're providing value to your audience. You're providing consistent value for free And so you're building credibility and you're kind of putting into a bank of people that you can withdraw from occasionally and say, hey, I've got this really awesome offering. Can I ask you to engage a little bit farther with me? Yeah, it's okay to make that ask. Yeah. From a marketing term, we would say like, you're not going to ask someone to marry you on the first date, but you've had a couple dates and you can say like, hey, can we maybe move from coffee dates to evening dates, you know? Yeah. Love that. Let's talk about ads. 
Kyle, I think you are a little bit more of an expert in this space than I am, um, just because oh, we'll you see. work with so many people <laughs> who have different kinds of podcasts and utilize ads in different ways. But what I know is that 69% of podcast listeners say that an ad actually introduced them to a new product or service. And so we do encourage you to use a podcast as a way to get people familiar with your product or service. And I'm a huge fan of internal ads. If you don't have external partnerships, because you're a new podcast and you haven't created the numbers to get external advertisers, it's a really great resource to throw in the middle or at the end or something to talk about your product and services, similar to maybe an outro, as we were just saying, to let people know other ways that they can engage with you. A very common question I get is, how do I monetize my podcast? Yes. And the most common response that I give is to bet on yourself. Mm, Yeah. And you can do this organically. It doesn't have to be super buttoned up. You don't have to hire a voiceover person to record this really perfectly written ad for your product, service, business, course, whatever you're you're promoting with your podcast. I think you can even do it organically, like work it into the to the conversation. Yeah. Another tip that I think about here is say if you have a, you know, a 30 to 40 minute long podcast, I encourage folks to to make sure that they place their ad. And if we're working on the podcast, we'll do this just by default within the first 15 minutes. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that in, in the event that someone doesn't maybe get through the end and doesn't kind of get to those CTAs, those calls to action, that they've heard what you're trying to promote. That's great. Um, what I know is like even just from my own anecdotal evidence that our retention rate is about s- between 60 and 70% of people when they start an episode listen to the, you know, that's the percentage of the episode that they listen to. And so to know mm-hmm. that you should put that in that first half. Yeah. And another thing is if you do find ad partners, I would just really encourage you to write copy that feels relevant to your audience, not hire someone externally and do it yourself because the ads that I actually pay attention to from some of the larger podcasts that I listen to is when they are talking about it themselves and make it relevant. And when you say not hire someone external, you just mean like a voiceover? Yeah, like a voiceover person, person or something. Yeah. Or like keep it really scripted and a way that doesn't feel at all relevant. So if they're talking about like, hey, I actually use this product and here's what it looks like in my life and mm. blah, 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 blah. Um, I remember when Brene Brown started her podcast, she was really strong in saying, I will not have ads on here that I don't personally use mm. uh, or like and endorse. And so just making sure that you're in line with your own integrity in that way too. That was just my little, yeah. little caveat. I think you can always tell, I was actually just listening to a, a podcast with a comedian yesterday and you can just tell he doesn't, he doesn't use the products. Like it's, yeah. it feels so scripted. And then you can tell the podcast hosts that are advertising that do, because they talk yes. about it and they talk about it, their experience with it. And I just think that's much, a much more effective way, one, to sell the ad, which is two, just going to increase the brand partnership that you have with that advertiser. But I think for starters, like you mentioned, before you have those download numbers that are where you're really going to be able to solicit that advertising, bet on yourself, advertise yourself. And you don't have to be feel sleazy or icky doing that. You're giving away free content, free expertise, entertainment, whatever it is. So it's okay to talk a little bit about what you do. If you're a comedian, we talk about this, plug your shows, plug them right away. If you have a course, share your knowledge and expertise and then plug your course, give them a simple URL to follow an easy way from in the show notes to find it. And uh, then you're off to the races. Yeah. Can you talk about dynamic ads? Because I was just thinking, even just in that example you gave, Let's say I record a podcast, I'm a comedian, and I talk about, I have an ad about a show coming up. Then in two weeks, that show is no longer relevant. And I've got a podcast that this is baked into, 
an episode. Yes, I love, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I have a lot of conversations with podcasters recently about dynamic ads. So the Mm -hmm. old school way to do it, which is I I think the way that a lot of people are still doing it, is they're just burning their ads into their episodes, and then they're just there forever. So if you go back, guilty. Yeah, hey, it happens. It's and part of it is is like a a podcast hosting issue. You know what I mean? So not all podcast hosts are suited to do dynamic ads. But what's great about dynamic ads, so say when I go to upload a new episode for a podcast that we produce for a client, I'll make a little market say like, hey, at you know 15 minutes, this is a great spot for us to add in an ad. And then in Transistor, we'll say, hey, this week we're going to run this ad campaign. We're going to talk about this book or this service or whatever we're trying to promote. And then we're going to run that ad across all of their podcasts. So there might be a hundred podcasts, but if people are going back and consuming that, some of that content retroactively, especially if you create evergreen content, that's not newsy and changing by the day. I work on a couple of podcasts that have old episodes where they had, you know, I'm thinking of one in particular where they interviewed uh, Damon John from Shark Tank and that episode still gets a ton. So we made that, we took out the burnt in ads that we did a long time ago and we replaced those with dynamic ads where they can market they can run new ad campaigns in What's in going real time. on right now. Yeah. And so I just think that's, it's a no brainer. It's not difficult to do, especially if you're starting your podcast that way. Yeah. And I just think you're going to get kind of more bang for your podcast buck because making a podcast isn't free for most people. So give your content a longer shelf life. Um, I just think that's the way to go. Awesome. Well, I told you I had six, but this is my bonus and okay. it's just my soapbox. So I'll say it quickly. But another thing that you should be writing, another copy you should be writing on a consistent basis is an episode outline. I believe this can take your podcast to the next level. Plan, plan, plan. You can include interview research, include notes, themes you want to hit. What I always call is like an episode roadmap. Like we'll start here and then we'll kind of go here and I think we'll go here. It creates room for spontaneity, but it also creates a little bit of a plan for you in a direction so that you don't hit a stall point. And so I just want to encourage you to create an episode outline. Such great advice. Copy is important. And like we said from the beginning, I think it's one of those things where it's like, man, I got this thing I want to talk about. I'm going to get me a mic off Amazon. We're going to set this bad boy up and we're going to roll. Yep. And then you get into it like, oh, I need to, I need all this copy. I need this. I need to think through this stuff. So I hope this is really helpful to you guys. Yeah. We have these kind of tips and advice, not only in this podcast format, but also in our podcast starter kit that you can download for free at podcircle.com slash start. So pick that up. It's really, really valuable information. It's going to get you where you're trying to go if you are a new or aspiring podcaster. Yes, take you from that ideation to actual execution and make it palatable and step-by-step because it's not just this big thing that you don't know how to do. We've got checklists for you and things to really walk you through the whole process. So we will be back next week with more tips and more fun. Thanks, Kyle. All right. See you next week. Bye.